0: Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Always in Pursuit podcast. My name's Aaron, and I am kind of your de facto host for this thing. Uh, We are back today. It is Wednesday. I forget the date. I can't remember. It's December 8th. December 8th. That's right. Uh, Pastor Mark just got up. He's here today grabbing his coffee, and we also have Megan.
1: Good morning, everyone. Hi, everybody.
0: (laughs) Uh, We're like, we love doing this with you all, and uh, it's fun to be back. Uh, in the room doing a podcast. Uh, we're going to switch things up a little bit today. Just uh, tiny bit. Tiny bit. We're going to talk about some of the things that are coming up right now here at Pursuit before we jump into today's podcast. Yeah, I mean, if we have some people listening, we might as well use it as an opportunity to announce
2: <laughs> things or talk about stuff that's coming up. That, so, yeah. you know, yeah. And we'll just tack it on the front and can be like, you know, a good opportunity every time we get together to talk a little bit. So... As we've been talking about, a church operation joy comes starts next week, um, and just I kind of wanted to peel back the curtain a little bit, just let people know where things are at. Um, this is one of the joys of working with our local partners and with organizations that you are relying on. Mm. The past uh, couple of seasons, the Ralph Reader Food Shelf has used Toys for Tots as the main like way of getting the distribution of toys for the kids that are going to receive them. I think right now. Megan, you could verify this. I think we're like six, seven, 800 kids.
1: Um, I th- it was like 740, okay. the last that I heard.
2: That are signed up to receive toys. I yep. heard yesterday that they are full. Okay. So full might be 800? I think that's what okay. full means. <laughs> so yeah. all the kids that we're serving are part of the Ralph Reader ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They're all kids that have received food this year, families that have received food this year. So uh, and usually in the past, Ralph or. Toys for Tots has dropped thousands of toys on the toy drive. Mm-hmm. But this year, Toys for Tots didn't have their ducks in a row. I think they switched leaders. Something happened. They were doing a meeting with us like two months behind when they would usually do uh-huh. the meeting. The 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 uh, toys that would usually have been donated are now coming in
0: way slower and way later. Yeah, And
2: we're pretty worried that <coughs> we're not going
0: to get... <laughs> really anything yeah i mean that was kind of the main message that we got from toys for tots when you guys went to that big meeting was that they they're you know late to the game this year uh which isn't good (laughs) but then also that they can't guarantee any distribution uh of toys in general uh and they're just giving out the toys as they get them and so it's kind of one of those those where like if we get a phone call if we can't go down there like then to grab those toys, right. then we might not get any, they're not guaranteeing anything. So I'm pretty
2: much on call pretty the much trailer. <laughs> and if they call, I'm like, we're just going, we're yep. just, I'm getting yep. in the car and we're just going right down there. To take anything we can get. Yep. So we got the, got some nerves here. It's just one of the things about working with other organizations. You just, sometimes you're not in control of every detail. We are in control of the, the side of the labor. Yeah. And we've done all of our work, getting the building to be ready for people to be in there you know, planning out how we're going to do things. But at the end of the day, we may not have the toys we need. Um, So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's been a lot of people being very generous, dropping off toys at our offices, dropping off toys at the community center. Gift cards work great. We've Mm -hmm. gotten lots of gift cards. I think there's another church out there that's trying to. Yep. That's
1: um, just collecting gift cards.
2: So we honestly, it's one of these things where like, we are literally going to fly by the seat of our pants in this event. Yep, Not because of the way we're running it but because of our relationship with Toys for Tots and Ralph Reader. Yep. So welcome to ministry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: we're really just praying for the organization of the toys to, to come in, for that to get worked out, for God to move some mountains. Um, and then also for all of the the COVID fears and anxieties of just the logistics of having 800, well, probably... Less families, I don't know, 500 families Mm -hmm. in a room between two days um, and just working that out so that we can still host our event. Mm -hmm. Everybody can stay safe and we can figure out the best way to do it socially distanced. So uh, just be praying with us. Be praying for all of that.
2: I I mean, I kind of feel like there needs to be a miracle at this point. Like it it (laughs) does feel that way. Like this is going to be a a made for TV Christmas movie. if yeah. we're able to give, We if, have some
1: some obstacles that we have can't. to overcome but yeah. I don't even know but God is able.
0: Yeah. For sure. And 100%. That's
1: that's the fallback we have right now. Is yeah. that God's in control yeah. when nothing else feels well, like Well and it if
0: is. you're if you're hearing this right now uh and God's put it on your heart like <laughs> to be a call of action to mobilize yourself or your friends, people in your network You know, you could easily start sending out text messages to coworkers and family and friends and be like, hey, we need like a lot of toys tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow. By all (laughs) means, do that. Um, But at the same time, like if all you can do right now is pray, then just pray. Pray that God pulls a miracle out of his hat, you know, and like I we don't want to lose sight of of the importance of an event like this for the families that we're trying to serve in our community. That's really what this is all about. And then, you know, glorifying God through doing all of it and so as we have learned uh here at pursuit some of our best made plans uh don't ever come to fruition because god's got something else in store and so whether it happens next week like we've originally planned or whether it happens um you know the week of christmas then uh we gotta figure it out and one
2: other thing to consider or pray about is just uh covid like we've Again, it's not our choice uh, how we're having to do things. So we've got partners who are a little more nervous about making sure that there's no COVID transmission. Obviously, it's something hugely important to us, too. We've organized this so that families can come in one at a time and be in large areas where mm-hmm. they're not having lots of contact. Yep. Obviously, there's 800 people or well, let's put it this way, like four or five hundred families cycling mm-hmm. through this over the couple of days. So we're doing everything we can to like mitigate those issues. However, our partners are even more nervous about it. Mm -hmm. And another weird thing that you may not consider or think about um, is that when you're working with a a needy population, like we are, you, the amount of vaccination is super low. It's more in that 40 to 50% range is what they were reporting to us. So we need to be responsible with what we do. But also, we're trying to make sure that there's actually some dignity in this, that when people come in, they can actually shop for their kids, yep. and also to kind of be relating to people as they come in and kind of spending time with them. And mm-hmm. um, if we end up going to a model where we just jam things into a trunk as a car pulls up, it's going to really cut back any ministry that yeah. we can do with people. For sure. So I've just been praying against that because it feels like, yep. you know, the dignity of it Coming through with a person, shopping for your specific children, picking things you know they'll love, there's something Mm -hmm. uh, really, I don't know, there's something special there for that parent. Yep. And so we just, we're really trying hard not to lose that. Yeah. And um, our partners are sort of pushing in that direction. Yeah. We're trying not to. But
1: it's hard because they're used to a much smaller space um, with probably less volunteers. So we kind of can bring our expertise in doing church in a COVID era to the table and really lay out the community center well. Um, And we have much more space than, than they usually do um, or have in the past.
2: We're essentially laying it out like we did for our uh, Christmas Christmas Eve services last last year. year. Mm -hmm. So, so I, yeah, I'm just, if you want to be praying about that. Yes, for sure. It's like, it feels really out of control. So yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So Yeah, and just by comparison, I think that um, you know we do the resource fair in the fall. That's a big, it's <clears throat> a big deal. There's uh, there's a lot of moving pieces, and it requires a lot of people to step up and volunteer and help out. Um, I would say we have a lot more control over that event just because we're we're a bigger stakeholder. It seems like you know if you guys would concur with that, this feels like this is Ralph Reader's event, and we were just trying to come alongside and serve them. So for us, it almost feels like we feel a little helpless. Like, <laughs>
2: I think it's just cause it's year one. Yeah.
0: Actually yeah. we're learning
2: so much right now that I think yep. the, the fall event, the difference between last year and this year or two, whatever, three, two, three yeah. years, two years ago, ago. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Yep. Um, we were, we, we planned both of them months and months and months out, but actually the planning for this year's was so much smoother because we knew what we were doing, I think we'll run this or, this event yep. way better than yep. they were running it in the future. And they're pumped about that yeah, to get it off the plate. Yeah, we've already
1: started that conversation.
2: Yes. So we're already thinking, okay, next year, do it like this, do it yep. like that, fix this, change that. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of feel like we'll keep improving on it and we'll be spending way more time planning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, this year it is it is going to be what it is.
1: Yep. And it's, <laughs> so, it's going to be great. So pray about it. It's going to be a little chaotic, but I feel like that maybe defines most of the things we do the first time like it's a little bit chaotic we don't know what to expect but god shows up in big ways yeah you
2: just keep getting better at it yeah more efficient yep so and then the other thing we just wanted to mention (coughs) was we have services on 24th
1: yep christmas eve services 4 p.m at 4 p.m
2: no 26 service
1: no service on the 26th and
2: then uh we're family back.
0: Family service on the second.
2: Yes, which family service on twenty fourth and the second. Yep. 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 Which we'll be setting up for if you have like squirmy kids to like. We'll have yep. it videoed in the yep. lobby and stuff. There will mm-hmm. be
1: stuff in the service for older kids to engage with. Yep. And uh, it's a lot of music. Yep. It's a shorter service. Yep. Um, it's going to be really great. It's going to be fun. It's laid out different than our normal services. I think
2: I'm speaking for Um, like 10 minutes, 12 minutes, something like that. Yeah,
1: I think I told them four, maybe you'll get to 10. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, So it's going to be a lot of fun. Come on the the 24th.
2: And one other thing I wanted to mention is if you're away on the 24th, Catalyst White Bear, the church that we are supporting, uh, the one that we're trying to help launch, is doing their services on the 23rd at the White Bear YMCA. Yep. And I'll be going on the twenty third. To support them. And I remember our first year we had Cornerstone Church come and support us on Christmas Eve. Yep. And I do remember that. Man, did we need it. We those twenty people (laughs) made that room (laughs) bearable. It helped with the energy and
1: it was really great. It's gonna be a really fun way to to help support our our church plant and to kinda inject some energy into what they're doing and be able to see what they're doing over in White Bear Lake. So
2: So that's going to be a lot you're of You're invited to that too. You're invited to go 23rd and 24th, or if yeah. you're going to be out of town on the 24th, you're invited to do the 23rd over there. So
1: I think. And then on the 26th, just sleep in and spend <laughs> a little time with your family and hang out.
2: Yeah. Yes. That's come, what I'm going to do. Yeah. Come to church on the 24th and then enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Let's review the. And then we and have
1: one more announcement. Oh. Serve cards. If you were not in church on Sunday or you didn't bring them in, you can still turn in your serve cards. Um, Snap a picture, send it to me, or bring it to church on Sunday, but those still count. As of yet, I have gotten zero blackouts, so I think, I know there were people working on them, but Mm. get those turned in so that we can get those prizes to you Yeah, I talked to somebody
2: and they were like, we're really close to it. Oh, I think that was the booths. I think Dan was like... Yep, I haven't gotten the booths yet,
0: but... <laughs> so For good reason. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. So get those serve cards turned in. Even if you snap a picture and send it to me, that's great. I don't need the physical card.
0: Yeah. And uh, ugly sweaters this Sunday if you're coming to church. Yeah. Uh, So if you are joining the podcast today and it's like your first or second time or uh, you're just beginning to interact with us, the whole point, the reason we do these podcasts is to supplement what we talk about on the weekends. And so we started these really intently for the Here for Good series that we did uh, on the Book of Acts. And so really we're just continuing the conversation from Sunday and uh, we go through different topics, different ideas, uh, we love to hear from you all. So if you have any questions or ideas, topics, things that you want to talk about, you can go ahead and drop those in the comments. You can email them to us at office at pursuit church, uh, Or you can text one of us if you know our numbers as well. Um, and yeah, review. I spoke this last Sunday. Sure did. Second Sunday in Advent, we went through Isaiah chapter 40 verses three through five. And, If you hear this passage, uh, it is Isaiah's prophecy of hope. And uh, it's one of those classic passages that we hear every Christmas, like leading up to Christmas during the Advent season. And uh, really the thing that I was trying to help us all wrap our minds around is that when Isaiah gave us this prophecy, this prophecy of hope for people who were about to experience judgment and exile and destruction at the hands of the Assyrians and then the Babylonians, Babylonians, um, they needed a little word of hope. And at the time, uh, they realized that this word of hope was not necessarily for them because they were all going to be long gone by the time this prophecy was fulfilled. If you fast forward 800 years uh, to the time of Jesus, Jesus was born about 800 years later after Isaiah spoke these words. Uh, People at that time interpreted his prophecy as The hope was that God would restore the nation of Israel as a world power and send them a new king. And so part of the prophecy was like, uh, I'll send you a leader from the line of David. So they thought, you know, David 2.0 would be coming to kind of redo things. They'd be sweet again. And that also meant kicking out the Romans out of Jerusalem and out of Israel. We now know, uh, fast forward to our point in history, we now know that Isaiah's prophecy was specifically about Jesus Christ. He was the instrument that God chose to use to usher in this era of uh, joy and peace, not only for Israel, but for all nations. And so when we look at this prophecy, at those uh, three verses found in chapter 40, we look at them as uh, a way to kind of center ourselves and remind ourselves about what Christmas is, the Christmas season, about who Jesus is, what he came to do. Uh, and how God works and how Jesus is the way of the new covenant. Like that is how God is choosing to work with his people and save his people through the life and ministry and death of his son and then resurrecting him from the dead. So what I tried to accomplish on Sunday was trying to help us understand that when we look at this prophecy, when we entertain the notion of preparing this time of year, preparing our hearts and our minds, it's not about preparing Jesus, the way for Jesus, because he already came. It's really about preparing the way for the gospel so that we can be partnering with God and with the body of Christ to accomplish that mission of helping the world around us know who Jesus is and fall in love with him. And that's not oftentimes, you know, our primary focus this time of year is to do that.
2: Yeah. Um, I feel like we're really good at doing Christmas. Yes. But maybe not always so good at Worshipping Jesus? Does that seem like a right, the right thing to, yeah. Yeah, to say? Like, I, I just think about all the details that go into Christmas, and they're like most people have them all figured out. They know when they're yeah. going places, who they're meeting up with, when they're having events, what they're going to eat, what the meal is going to be at the event. They know they've got their presents all figured out and mm-hmm. purchased. Um, it's like, you know, they've decorated their entire house. For Christmas, yep. they've switched over their playlist to Christmas music. Yep. <laughs> they've uh pulled the ugly Christmas sweater out of the uh out of
0: the, the that, storage. That hasn't happened yet. That's happening on for Sunday
2: December nineteenth, Yeah. twelfth. Oh, it's this weekend. Yes, it's this weekend. Yeah. Oh, see, shows you what I know. <laughs> I should probably figure out what I'm going to wear. Uh, I don't have a. Yeah, ugly it's Christmas funny sweater. that people
1: they have that timeline too. Like most families, it's like for my mom, it's like the day after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Then, like. Yep. Christmas happens. The tree goes up. The village comes out. Yep. And like the ball starts rolling. Oh yeah. And people are like,
2: I, I start getting texts or inboxes. Hey, what's your address? Hey, what's your because yep. they got to send you the card. Yep. yep. Um, there's small like small this-
1: plug. If you have a family photo, we'd love to hang them on our wall behind us. So send them <laughs> to the office or give them to me on church.
2: Yeah. Uh, Thirty six hundred Lexington Avenue, Avenue North Shore Number
1: 209? Sweet
0: 209. Sweet 209.
2: 55126. Yep. State of Minnesota. 55126. Five, <laughs> okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. Don't listen to me. <laughs> that's
0: Shoreview's, right?
1: Yes. Okay. It's Shoreview. That's correct. I not know, yeah.
0: I know no New Brightons and it's not that. Yeah, it no. seems like we're really good at preparing. Like that is built into <laughs> our psyche. It's like, let's get us back on track. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah. I, that's comedy relief and I bring us back. That's what I do.
2: That's yeah. It. Yeah, so. I was just thinking about that this like I don't it it seems like a struggle and like it also feels like there's you know I I was just thinking about like how I've always thought about Christmas in my lifetime and how it's like it's been something that's developed over time where obviously when you're a kid you're just so excited about like toys like what you're going to get for Christmas or Mm -hmm. what new video game or whatever depending on what age you are and then I was thinking about even like in college it's like okay I have time off I get to hang out with family like there's you know football maybe we're doing events or mm-hmm. you know whatever mm-hmm. like there's things in your like schedule for that week or that amount of time bowl games like there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that go between Christmas and New Year's that's like part of your rhythm mm-hmm. you get excited about that now as a parent it's almost like um you know the joy for me is like living it through my kids mm-hmm. you know so like there's it kind of changes over time like how you yeah. are interpreting or I guess how you're enjoying the season. Um, but but that preparation part it like it's kind of the same like it's you know there's like a okay we have to schedule go get the tree and you know mm-hmm. some people it's like the day after thanksgiving and we switch things over we get things ready and i don't necessarily think we're giving the same amount of uh effort or thought to actually preparing ourselves to worship because sometimes it starts to feel like um like it's rinse and repeat yeah and yeah. and even as your life changes and you start to go through it differently Mm -hmm. right like now there's uh, different ways to enjoy it that you need to find because like yeah now I don't enjoy it because I don't really need anything I don't want anyone to give me like a gift right but I now enjoy it through my kids and I feel like as Christians we need to find ways to continue to enter into the season of worshiping Jesus uh, by like allowing those rhythms of being Christian Mm -hmm. to change Um you know, and allow ourselves to like see it through a different perspective and worship in a meaningful way. Yep. And allow those things to not stay sort of childish, but like to grow with us as we grow yeah. as Christians. And um I just wonder if people are really giving it any you know, 'cause if if your worship of Jesus is really just a couple of Christmas services mm-hmm. and it's a couple hours of your yep. of your season. Yeah the preparation thing I think helps us kind of focus and keep what's the most important thing in the center of our focus and then kind of get ourselves to the place where we can shed some of the things that keep us from, from worship. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When I think that preparation as well (coughs) helps make this season more alive. Otherwise it can get really stagnant. Um, The church that I grew up in did a candlelit, service on Christmas Eve that I've probably been to about 30 times and it's the same thing, like the same service every year.
0: Oftentimes like the same people. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Like
1: the, the pastor that I grew up with, I think did the same message every year for Christmas Eve. Um, and that can get just really redundant. Mm -hmm. Um, and it just feels like you're just like going through the motions just on, on numb. Um, but when you when you go through the process of actually thinking through that that preparation and what this season is for and and what it stands for and remembering why it's important, then those experiences aren't just like oh, here's another one of this, yeah, oh, another Christmas Eve service. Yeah,
0: in yeah, the message I talked a lot about at the towards the end about you know just being vulnerable about my own experiences as a Christian most of my life. Um I, I can struggle this time of year because it feels like going through the motions, you know, like you were saying, yeah. Megan, it's the same things over and over again. I mean, oftentimes like the same scriptures, the same themes, the same stuff, like you can plan it. Out. I could close my eyes and tell you what we're going to be talking about each week. You know, <laughs> I don't need to look at notes necessarily. Uh, and the analogy that I use in, in the sermon was, it feels like for myself, I'm at times going through my own personal Jesus museum, you know, like, Here's all of these exhibits about, oh, here's the Star of David and the Three Wise Men. Here's, you know, a little baby golden Jesus in his manger. Like, you know, all of those different things, all the stories and it. it, You know, you do that every Christmas your whole life. It kind of waters down the meaning a little bit. It just feels like this is what I always do. I'm not even fully aware of what it means or the implications of it, but I can't mess with it, you know. And so part of what I was trying to tell people on Sunday was... Taking the month of December to remember, to remind ourselves the same way we do communion, you know, at church, to take that as a, as a way, a means um, to remember the implications, the importance, the meaning, those aren't bad things at all. That's actually yeah. very, very good. But it's also a call to realize that that shouldn't just happen the month of December, you know, December, it shouldn't yeah. just happen during Advent. Um, it should be happening constantly because it's not just about Christmas, you know, as important as it is, I think we, we have married the importance of a savior being born, God humbling himself into the form of a human, you know, the most humblest of beginnings, you know, from a very poor family in the backwaters of Israel uh, to like this consumeristic holiday where, you know, we have all of these other things, not that those things are bad presents aren't bad, but like when you, when you take all of it in its entirety, sometimes you think like, yeah, we're really good at preparing our Christmas lights and our trees and our traditions, but we're not super great at preparing our hearts and our minds Mm -hmm. for what's really important. So,
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. And to some extent, I feel like the rhythm of being a Christian has a lot of these things built into it. And it actually, I think it says more about who we are, um, You know, I feel like it says more about who we are as people, that we have to build rhythms into our lives that like, continually bring us back to the things that are most important. Yes. You mentioned communion. We do it monthly, but in the first church, they were doing it, like, daily. Mm -hmm. Like, they would get together, and they would eat together, and it would be communion. Mm -hmm. Like, it would be a feast. They would do this consistently all the time. Whenever they got together and had food, they would remember. And I feel like we have put it in as a monthly tradition because we need to continually remind ourselves of the most important event, mm-hmm. right, that's ever happened in the history of the world. Yep. So, like, the season of Christmas just shows we need four weeks <laughs> to get to a place where uh, yeah. we actually are worshiping. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. that's that says more about who we are, I think, than uh-huh. it's almost like God knows. Like, he's like, okay, they're just not capable of like, keeping their eye <laughs> on the ball. Like, so, you know, like, let's build in some... Yeah. some and, you know, he gave us baptism and he gave us uh, communion uh, as, like, institutions that he passed on to us so that yep. we would remember. Yep. And it's like we need those because we we fail to remember the cross when we should. We fail to think about our own sin. We fail to uh-huh. to keep our relationship with God intact. We fail to, you know, enter into it in a communal way with other people. And for baptisms, like, we need the celebration on, like, a pretty consistent basis to sort of power the church. Like, this is yep. the transformation stories is what powers us. Is like, what gives us that, like, you know, that desire to go out and yep. to reach people. Yep, 100%. So we have those two things. And then we have other things, like seasons of preparation, like Advent, like Lent. Mm-hmm. If you're doing Lent, Lent is one of those ones, like, I don't love. Because it's often about, like, you just making some sort of, like, stupid sacrifice.
0: Yeah. It's it's oftentimes, like, a self-serving sacrifice. Like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds or something. Yeah, like, I gave
2: up chocolate for Lent. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yep. so I
0: lost like, weight. <laughs>
2: I don't eat fish on Friday, or I don't eat fish. I don't eat. I don't eat beef on Fridays or whatever. Like I can't have a burger on a Friday.
0: Well, well, you don't eat fish on Fridays. Yeah, no. Oh I man, meant it the other
2: way. <laughs> Again, you know, I grew up in a not a tradition that celebrated Lent. So, yeah. but like the point of it was to give something up so that you would worship. Yep. Like, and yeah. I feel like people just—it's just another religious yep. like thing they do.
1: When a lot of times people don't know why they're doing it. Right. Somebody told them they need to give something up. So they pick something that is not super uncomfortable to give give up.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah. Put this thing on your head, you know, going for the for the ashes like, you know, don't eat the beef on the Friday, don't eat to give up certain things like what was it? Somebody's like, "Yeah, I'm giving up swearing for Lent." Like, okay. Well, I mean, that's
0: probably not a terrible thing to up, but I can't remember when I saw this, but I saw a graphic that had information on McDonald's sale of uh, filet of fish sandwiches. Oh, yeah. And how, like, astronomically they go up during Lent. It's insane. Like, the, it's <laughs> the so millions of dollars that McDonald's makes off of Lent is insane. Yeah.
2: So I'm not necessarily... Yeah. F-
0: I like the idea of preparation.
2: Like, I would rather you spend every day of Lent in a devotional mm-hmm. or every day of Lent in prayer or yep. every day of Lent encouraging somebody else mm-hmm. like or serving someone like, like specific. Like, there are ways that I think you can build in spiritual rhythms to your life that get you ready to worship, right? Yep. Yeah. And I feel like with, with uh, this season of Advent, like, we're just not – sometimes we're just not there until it's been – like the amount of people that took Advent devotionals significantly low. Like it was very low. Uh-huh. Like we put it together thinking, "Oh, we'll keep everyone in God's word. They can hear encouragement from somebody in the church." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people are like, "Yeah, I don't got time for that." <laughs> or there's one family I'll I'll pick on. They'll know when I start talking about them mm-hmm. who they are. Sorry to them. I'll. We love you. I I'm really not trying to, but I'm gonna pick on. Them. They had Advent calendars for every person in their family, including their dogs, which is fantastic. Mom had a wine Advent calendar. Dad had a Lint Advent calendar. The kids had their Advent calendars. I'm like, where's the Jesus one? Where's the – what's the reading going along with the the calendars every day? Like, can I just stop for a second? How are we calling something Advent how are we doing a calendar for something that's not Jesus-related and calling it Advent? Can we just call it a seasonal countdown? Uh, you know, a Christmas Christmas countdown, open up the box, and there's a new thing in there every day for whatever. Yeah. Why are we using the word Advent? Because Advent literally means preparation. It means the mm-hmm. preparing for the coming of Christ.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, I'm sorry, but uh, Lint chocolate's... Don't do an Advent calendar. That's not what they do. They do a calendar. Oh, they're so good, though. Right? Sure. The white chocolate <laughs> ones? I'm all about oh, it. Like, don't, don't, don't. Uh... That brings me closer to Jesus. <laughs> the white so, chocolate. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, there needs to be a spiritual component to this, too. Like, the Jesse yeah. tree stuff we were doing for the yep. kids. Yeah. Like, the amount of people engaging in that, too. It's like, you know, do something that's preparatory with your with your kids yeah. and with your family. Mm-hmm. Like, step out and do it. And even if you only have two weeks left still go ahead and do the next two weeks. Like it just feels like there, we need to kind of like break out of our uh, cycle of the holiday to get ourselves in the place where we can worship. Well, yeah. And it's not just this season. It's it's all the time.
1: Yep. I mean, this is, it's another good example. We've been having this conversation. I feel like for a year, Um, maybe longer, but like, it's a great example of how we're prioritizing our time. Do you have, 20 minutes to go through the Jesse tree readings with your kids and let them color the the ornament. Um, You struggle for that, but you have time to watch a Hallmark Christmas movie every single night from now until Christmas. That's a
2: gigantic waste of time. I think we can be clear about Hallmark (laughs) Christmas movies are the, if you're one of the Hallmark Christmas movie people,
1: (laughs) Get out of my face. I didn't (laughs) imagine this going this direction. But just like the things that we're willing to commit to during the Christmas season are probably not where we should be spending our focus. Yeah. And, you know, if if we're struggling to find five minutes, seriously, you could do the Advent devotional reading in eight minutes a day.
0: Yeah, I think it all comes back to uh, what does it mean for you? You know, like... What are, what are the implications for you? What is the action that you need to do? What's the change that you need to make? Uh, you know, if you're hearing a message, if it's a good message, there should always be some sort of, at the end or towards the end, like, you know, introspective, like, what does this mean for me? Yeah. What change do I have to make? What do I have to do? And I think that's really what the whole point of Advent is, you know? Like I said on Sunday, the, like, the literal preparation for Christ to be born happened, A long time ago you know so when we talk about preparing the way for christ we're preparing the way for the gospel we're preparing the way for ourselves to focus and center ourselves on god and to worship him which is what you're saying mark about christmas like you know it's all of these things and it's also like we got to be honest with ourselves we got to be self-aware we got to be like a harsh critic and say like all right am i doing this thing even though it like may feel like a wholesome good family thing is that distracting me from the actual like meaning here or the actual purpose? Right. So, you know, I, I have always felt like if anything, Advent and Christmas are lacking in the like implications Mm -hmm. of what we need to do, what we need, how we respond, how we need to make changes. It might be the time of year this season where as Christians, we're the most like retrospective. We're the most, critical of ourselves and we're the most like seeking change in what we need to do different, you know, in response. So, yeah. So hopefully you guys all heard that from Sunday. If you didn't yeah. uh, <laughs> talk to Mark. So. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, no, I just think like to keep in mind that we need that cycle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I'll even take it to your preparation for coming into a worship service because I feel like a lot of people, they come in late, they come into the service five minutes late, they take 10 minutes to warm up to where they're actually worshiping, and then it's almost like, really? Like, you've almost missed it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're almost not in the right frame of mind to be able to actually worship. Yep. And like, there's a, a certain amount of preparation that could change that completely. Show up five minutes early and spend five minutes in prayer before the service starts. Enter into worship immediately. Like, yeah. there's like a whole new new thing that gets unlocked when you're able to, like, I mean, we're, we're only there for, you know, 70, 80 minutes. Like, it's yeah. not, you know, it's Depends not. Depends on if you're preaching. That's why I added <laughs> made yeah, it to yeah, 80. Yeah, gotcha. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're preaching, it's about 55, and when I'm preaching, it's like 80. So, you know, we're a good team. True. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's just like, the, you know, get your heart in the right place yeah. to actually worship, because I feel like. We just don't realize we got to peel those layers off and get ourselves in the right frame of mind. It's not like there's anything bad, again, about the season.
1: When I lived in southern Mexico the first time, I attended this very, very, very tiny, like, mountain church. Um, And they would do this. Like, you walked in in the morning and there was nobody socializing. You were getting there five, ten minutes early, which, I mean, this is Mexico, so, like, this is how much people cared about this. And they would sit at their seat or kneel in front of their seat and pray for five minutes, 10 minutes before the serve service started before worship started in the sermon. Um, and I thought it was so interesting because Mexico is such a relational country and the people are so relational that I asked somebody once like, why? Like nobody's talking. Like nobody comes in and like says good morning and like greets people. And they were like, yeah, we, we pray first. And like, Get our heart right first, and then we worship. And then they would spend two hours Mm -hmm. after the service, like hanging out, having a meal, doing their relational piece. But I really started to enjoy that of coming in and being like, okay, now I'm going to center myself, focus on God, and just take those few minutes to to be ready to worship with the rest of the church.
0: I thought you were going to say they were sleeping. No. That's what my little brother would have been doing.
1: (laughs) I mean, I I guess I can't guarantee all of the like teenagers or the kids, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was really fun to see a church take their, their corporate worship time Mm -hmm. so seriously. Well, and and just be in the right spot.
0: Just so you all know, uh, our heart is for you all too. Uh, I mean, we're the teachers that want you to get the best grade possible. We're the coach who wants you to make the play every time. Like, we're the people, we're cheerleading you, you know, whatever analogy you want to use. Like, we, <laughs> Marks, are you okay, dude? Are you joking? I'm fine. No, I'm good. Uh, no, I just think, like, the reason we're critical or no, the reason just we're we, people on video, we point these things out, like, is because we want, we want the best for you guys, you know? So. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, yeah.
0: I feel like whether
2: or not you successfully worship, you know, like, really actually dig in and. And remember what's actually happening here and why it's happening. It just depends on whether or not you spend any time in preparation. Yeah. But to me, that's a huge part of it. Because you just catch it a little at the tail end and then it's over. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. And you're on to whatever your next thing is. And I agree with you about schedule, Megan. It's like there's this, uh, I think it's Brian Regan, where he's like talking about on the Pop-Tart box, there's like directions to, you know, make a Pop-Tart. And uh, he's like... there's toaster directions, which is like, put in toaster. Okay. And then push the button. Okay. But then he goes, and then there's microwave directions. And it says, heat uh, pastry for three seconds. And he goes, look, if you've got to find time in your schedule to not be able to toast your Pop-Tarts and to put them in the microwave and you're trying to save yourself, like, 14 (laughs) seconds between toasting and microwaving, he's like, you might want to look at your schedule a little bit. You might want to just see what's going on with your schedule because, honestly, if you need Pop-Tarts in your mouth in three seconds, you you probably need to make some adjustments to what's going on
1: in your life. That's a different level of toastiness, though. (laughs) The microwave just heats it up. It's not toasting it.
0: Oh, I wonder, like, if if there's, like... Uh, air fryer instructions for like hipsters or something (laughs) well he's like he does this whole thing like how do i get
2: this goodness in me oh there's directions and he's like oh toaster's way too long and then i need it in three seconds how do i oh you know he's just like jamming his mouth but like if you don't have time like if you don't have schedule and you don't have time to worship Mm -hmm. like what are we doing here yeah like you know your schedule's probably too tight There's probably too much going on. Like you probably need to back off on some things and change some priorities.
1: Yeah. Well, let's be honest. This is a stressful season. Yeah. I don't care if you have kids or like any way you shake this. This is a stressful season. And it's one of those things that I I don't know. For me personally, sometimes you think about like the time it would take to do something and you're like, Oh, I don't have the energy for that. Um, But like, that spending time in worship and, and really reflecting on this season is just going to be life giving and energy giving for the rest of the crazy, stressful mm-hmm. things that that we do. Um, like it's that it pays dividends if, if you're willing to invest that time to, you know, start your morning with the Advent devotional to spend 10 minutes with your cup of coffee, just like centering pray mm-hmm. the rest of your day. It will be so much better.
0: Yes. And what we're trying to do to go back to our last sermon series is we're trying to help nudge all of you uh, away from being consumers, you know, and championing your faith and your spirituality for yourself and your families. And one of the best like literal ways you can do that is by championing the the details of your faith, the actions of your faith, whether that's in a small group on a Sunday morning, your personal time that you spend with. With God or in the Word each week, like being mindful about all those things. And so, you know, if that's through an Advent devotional that we produce this year, great. If it's not, if it's something else, a podcast, oh, yeah. reading, Yeah. So we're not trying to like guilt you into that. We don't get any like kickbacks or anything. Yeah. We hand out like Ma- Marty was more. like,
2: Marty was like, really? We did an Advent devotional for our church? Like, give me a break. I'm like, what? Like, why are you upset about this? This is a great thing. And she's like, I got, my mom sent me one from her church in the mail. I have one that I bought that I wanted to do with the kids. And now we have this one from church. And I'm like, whoa, you don't have to do all three of them. (laughs) You could just choose one. Yeah. Now, ours is the best, obviously. No, no, but it's just like, you know, she's just like this uh, rule follower, overachiever. Yeah, she wants
1: to do it all. (laughs) Yeah, if you tell me you're not doing our Advent devotional because you don't have time, I've got feelings and we'll have words. If <laughs> if you're not doing it because you have something else you're doing, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Like, that's great. My feelings yeah, are Yeah, yeah, hurt.
2: yeah, yeah, The point is to, to do yes, the preparation. do something. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and for those that didn't know what to do, we made the devotional to make it super yeah. simple.
2: I, I just like the idea that, like, there's 20 or – is it like 20 people? 15?
1: 18. 18 people was in our church
2: the... that wrote that thing.
1: Yeah. And they mm-hmm. loved it. It was so cool. Mm-hmm. Not – well – yeah, it. We asked like twenty, and there were I think two people who just didn't have the time in the season, which is great. But I was hoping like half of them would say yes, yeah. and almost all of them were like, cool. "Yes, absolutely, I'm count in. me in." Yeah. Um. So it was it was really fun to to watch everybody get excited about their passage and and watch them all come together because mm-hmm. almost everybody was like, "I don't know exactly what you're looking for, but here's what I got." And just to watch them like tie in together was really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and s'more is the best Pop Tart flavor, by the way.
1: False. What do you think? Is Brown that? sugar, a hundred percent.
0: Get that out of here. Hey guys, I'm with both of you.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> no.
2: The, Followed by blueberry, then strawberry. No,
1: absolutely not. Delicious. Brown sugar or nothing.
0: The I don't know if they make the birthday cake. Who hurt anymore. you, Megan? What happened to you?
1: I can't help it if I'm right.
2: <laughs> her brother threw a strawberry pop tart at her. I, I would say
0: though, um, the, no, brown tr- the brown sugar cinnamon Pop-Tart. ones are good cold. You don't have to eat those ones up. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're just they're they're the OG pop tart.
0: You know, and we do agree
2: that the way to eat a pop tart is to take all the edges off of it, eat those, and then
0: eat the, the absolutely middle. not. You don't even eat the edges. You just toss those things. What? No. <laughs> You're,
1: what? You're wrong. Oh, my
0: goodness. You don't do that? No. Oh, Megan, did it you, you see such this such a mess. They made, they had a, it was seasonal. It was for Dios de los Muertes. I said that wrong, but. it's okay. Uh, Dia de los Muertes. Muertos. Yeah, Muertos, sorry. Oh, Muertos. They made Pop-Tarts with like the white uh, icing with like the colorful skulls to look uh-huh. like the cutouts that people have. Yeah. I think the flavor was like chocolate churro or something. We bought some and I, th- I just, I was like. Oh chocolate churro I'm in It's horrible It tastes like chemicals I was like This is the worst Yeah I
1: <laughs> Churros are not supposed To be chocolate I'm already suspicious
0: Yeah I'm just glad yeah. You didn't know that Because you would have Been very disappointed Like I was Jess was like She saw the open box She's like Did you eat some of these I was like I tried them And they were horrible And then We just threw them away Like didn't even want The kids to discover them So
1: Oh funny Pop tarts Random pop tart ranch. I've been but, saying
0: it wrong My whole life Toaster strudel.
1: Los muertos.
2: Yeah. Los. I've been saying muertes. No. Nope. Muertos. muerte means death, right? Dios de los muertes. Remember we had to memorize the, the scripture?
1: Uh, yes. You're kind of right. Um, muerte.
2: That means death. <laughs> <laughs> I know that part. It was in the scripture that we remember. It's a
1: conjugated verb. It's Advent Mark. What's it That's there? a conjugated verb? Yeah, to die. What's
2: the verb? Muerto.
1: Muerto. Oh, probably. Muerdita? Um, I don't know if it's an AR or ER verb. Okay. We're going down a really weird no, rabbit trail. <laughs> I'm very interested in Muertos. Yeah. Although, um. I do need to brush up on my Spanish because apparently I'm the like <laughs> the token Spanish speaker yeah. at
2: Operation Joy. Anyone out there <laughs> fluent in Spanish that want to sign up for a specific.
0: We need you. We have
1: 10 or 15 families um, that are signed up that are sole Spanish speakers. So, mm-hmm. we're trying to. Have some people around to be able to support and right. shop mm-hmm. with them. So, We're my Spanish is real rusty, guys.
2: Yeah. Moi mal.
1: <laughs> it's been six years, I think, since I was in Puebla. Yeah, last.
2: Um, I just do hand gestures and speak very loud.
1: Yeah, That's yeah, I know. I I've I've seen you in practice, <laughs> my friend. Um, unfortunately, Hello! unfortunately, seen it's it's fairly. It works. Yeah. People get what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. They laugh, but yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you're a Spanish speaker out there and you want to sign up for a specific uh, time when we know we have Spanish families yep. coming, we could use your expertise.
1: Let me know. So
2: <laughs> um, Also
1: pray for my Spanish.
2: Your Spanish.
1: Yeah. That's, that's yep. about where we're at.
2: Yep. <laughs> um, I just wanted to, to throw one more thing on this yep. podcast. Uh, and it's just something <coughs> something I always keep in mind. I keep trying to breathe. Try not to. Something breathe. I always try to keep in mind when I'm going through the season. This is the sort of pastoring side of of who I am. You know, there's a lot of people where this is their first holiday without someone, mm-hmm. or they're in the process of losing yep. someone, or for them holidays don't elicit fuzzy warm memories. Yeah. For them, they try to like avoid. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, kind of the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Just try to avoid the. I don't know, the festivity, yep. the festiveness of it, because for them it brings up negative yep. emotions. So, and I just want to say, like, I see you, like, I get it, that holidays sometimes can be some of the most, like, depressing down yep. times for certain situations or people have gone through certain difficulties. And I just want to tell you, like, your church is a place to lean in. Yep. Your small groups are places 100%. to lean in. The relationships that you have, people are you know, willing to invite you into what they're doing or to walk with you through those Mm -hmm. things. And if you don't have somebody, we're willing to do that. And I just want you to know, like, you know, as you struggle through that, your community should be a place where you receive what you need. Yeah. That help walk through that with you. This is what Jesus did. He ministered through presence and this is what we do as believers. We minister through presence. So, and I would also encourage you to be sensitive to people in your own life, who that is a thing for them, yeah, you know, because I feel like sometimes we just want to force people to be okay or yeah, like whatever, and it's actually better to just sit in that with them, yep, and just be with them as they mm-hmm. go through difficult times. And the holidays, again, are some of the most uh, down times for yep. specific situations. So,
1: yeah, and I think COVID has <laughs> has only made that worse with some families not getting together and it just, it adds another layer. Yeah. Of, of
0: it's a painful reminder of what we've lost, yeah. whether that's a person, a tradition, yeah, relationships. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah, And even the like stress of like, I've heard of some families where it's like, you know, somebody in the family says, okay, we need to change the time we're going to get together. Cause now I want everyone to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. And you know, it's like, there's a lot of like stress yeah. around it. Yep. It's like okay,
1: as if the holidays weren't stressful enough.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's like COVID sucks. Thanks, COVID. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> so,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we're here for you guys, and uh, in in many ways, uh, you know, as you know, pastoral counselors, as friends, as people who are really good listeners, and we don't have to give advice or perspective. We can just sit and sit with you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. So. And um, I think what we're going to do here for the podcast over the next couple of weeks
2: is we're probably going to shut it down till January. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're going to be able to fit any in, um, you know, with next week we got the toy drive and yep. then the week after I'm, uh, we got Christmas services plus I'm moving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it probably won't be until January when we get back to it. And actually, in January we'll start a series on rhythm schedule Sabbath. So excited. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, just trying to implement some of those uh, pieces into our lives to make great decisions about how to spend our time, to make great decisions on how to serve our priorities. Um, And then also to make sure that we are really worshiping, like Mm -hmm. really taking the time to worship. So I'm excited to talk through that stuff. And I know we'll have plenty to talk about in podcast form when we get to that. Um, And so we may even schedule a guest here or there, yeah. talking through some of this stuff, because, like, you know, I know some families that um, that I know do certain rhythms in their family's life that I'd love to have those conversations really with cool. them about yeah. how they do things. So, all that to say, we're not going to probably do a podcast for the next couple weeks, and then we'll probably come back in January and, uh, you know, m- mirror the sermon series, but if there are things that you want us to talk about, we'll probably over the next couple of weeks be jotting down some ideas and planning them out. Uh, yeah. you yeah. know, A few out. So if there's something you want us to talk about, please let us know, like yeah. email us, text us. No one does. That's okay. I yeah. guess not. <laughs> but you know, I guess there aren't a lot of topics they want us to deal with or talk about. Yeah. So, okay. Maybe not. Yeah. You know, I, looking at the stats, like the podcast gets downloaded or played like a hundred times. Yeah. I know there's people listening into it Uh out there. I don't know who they are um, because they don't, they don't want to tell us anything or communicate with us at all.
1: That's right. Maybe we're just really, really on the pulse of of what they want to talk about.
0: They're like, all of our questions are answered. We don't have anything. You guys are doing great. (laughs) They're like, Mark, Mark just gets going about, you know, (laughs) how
2: busted the church is and, you know, the, then the podcast is over. I don't really have anything to add to it. Yeah. So,
0: but, well, uh, we yeah. love you guys and, uh, have a great Christmas and hopefully we'll see you in person at church. Good. Or yeah. at Operation Joy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Have a good week. All right. See you in January. Bye.